Welcome to the Boys in the Iceberg, the podcast where we recap Avatar The Last Airbender episode by episode for fans new and old. I'm your host, John Listman, immigration attorney by day, stand-up comic by night, airbender at heart, and I'm joined as always by my co-host. I'm Jeff Miller, TV writer, avid mind wanderer, and aspiring waterbender. My God, we are, are chugging along here. Book three, chapter 16, The Southern Raiders. Oh, we're here, John. We, we're we're, we're here. To, you know, I mean, technically it's a four-parter, but we're like two episodes away from the finale. This is insane. And, and, and yet it feels far away, definitely very yes. removed from the, the action of this week's episode. Absolutely. So uh, let's, let's dig in. In this one, the Avatar and his friends are forced to run again after Azula finds them at the Western Air Temple. Zuko confronts Katara about her distrust of him and thinks of a way to get it back. He decides to help Katara find the Fire Nation soldier responsible for killing her mother. Together they find out who did, and Katara must decide whether to enact justice or show forgiveness. Katara, out there for vengeance... Yeah, and it's it's scary that she considers, you know, she initially thinks it's it's justice that she needs to get, and it's pointed out that what she thinks is justice is really vengeance. But uh, yeah, this is very much like dark side Anakin oh, yeah. version of Katara here, almost the whole episode. Yeah, not not the Katara we know and love. So mm-hmm. let's see how she gets there. Uh, Aang and his friends, including the newly joined Suki, Hakoda, and Chitsang, are sleeping at the Western Air Temple. The sun rises and Aang awakens in time to see a bomb being launched their way. He deflects it with airbending and it explodes harmlessly in the air, waking the others. Several Fire Nation airships led by Princess Azula rise out of the mist below and begin barraging the temple with more bombs. Aang airbends the large temple doors closed to protect the others and Zuko pushes Katara out of the path of falling rocks, landing on top of her in the process. But instead of thanking him, she angrily demands he get off of her. Toph and Haru earthbend a tunnel into the wall so that everyone can escape safely as Aang notices Zuko looking out at the airships. Zuko tells Aang that he will hold them off and runs toward the ship only to find Azula waiting for him. Oof. Oof. So, uh, you know, it's funny. We, they, they, they kind of fake us out. They start this episode off, you know, there's birds chirping, sun shining, Aang's mm-hmm. waking up happy. Everyone else is still sleeping and he's going to get a, an earlier start to the day and Very go tranquil. out and conquer it. And then, you know, there's just bombing. Um, oh, hey, it's Azula. Well, who uh, else? Oh, yeah. Uh, he recently betrayed Azula and we could tell. Yes. I mean, we'll get to it a little bit in the next paragraph, but already the fact that she's showing up not with these two girls, obviously she's in prison, Tylee and May, mm-hmm. but a whole armada mm. um, <laughs> is pretty wild. And right. I would love to know, obviously, I'm sure they just brought her another ship because she's Princess Azula. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just probably could calculate where the nearest location could be mm. to find them. But uh, it's still kind of, whoa, here she is. 
It's you listen to see her early in an episode where uh, not not just to see her, but to see her uh, attacking a full armada, as you said. Uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, and literally, it, it took a a group of elite benders to just escape, and uh, it still required Zuko uh, staying behind. So it's uh, it's insane. If there's well, if there's one thing you could say about the Western Air Temple, unfortunately, uh, it's uh. Well, it's a great place to hide and it's very hard to find, Ryan. Um, it's very easy to destroy. You know, it's all kind of built into this cliff, hanging upside down. I mean, mm -hmm. once a few of the big rocks and structures start to break and crumble, yeah, it all starts to, you know, it all becomes kind of a giant cave-in. Yeah. Or I mean, soon to be. It's the underside of a cliff. In, in theory, yeah. you could just slice it off the whole mountain. Uh, without even doing battle, just to just sneak right. attack the whole uh, temple off. Uh, but in this battle, which does occur, uh, Katara is saved by Zuko and can't thank him. Uh, no, you know, first of all, you could see, or you could just hear all the Zatara fans out there mm. squealing <laughs> with like, oh, Zuko's on top of Katara, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but she's not having it. She is a not that grateful for, for being rescued. Instead, screaming, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Which is like, um, what should he have done? <laughs> uh, and uh, let's not forget, this is also the same location that had recently, not that long ago, been attacked by Combustion Man. And yeah. they inevitably got him to go. But there was plenty of uh, explosions before he did and you can also see how these bombs you know this is already a greatly weakened structure because of that previous attack so it might not take much to start this cascading of destruction yeah uh you, you kind of hinted at this earlier but how do you think azula knew where to find him uh do, do you think there's some tracking device in that fire blimp could be um, I don't know if they have like a sonar radar or anything like that in this world, but um, very well could be. I'm sure that they have also just kind of mapped the landscape. Um, she realized where, you know, that, that, that they had had to come from somewhere nearby. They probably were somewhere between that prison and the Fire Nation Palace where she last saw them. Mm. Um and I guess at that point, it's kind of process of elimination. And when you have that many ships flying up, you could probably see a lot more. So who knows? I can't, yeah, I'm thinking they might've had like some radio like, okay, for example, like how did uh, space travel, like Houston know there was like, a, like I, I, I don't think they had GPS. So uh, maybe- No, they had satellites and right. stuff, oh, you're true. right. Okay, yeah. Anyway, technology aside, uh, the gang splits up, mm -hmm. uh, which is like this whole big two-parter we just saw the, without, you know, with all the risks they went through was to bring Hakoda back to free Suki, uh, you know, this big emotional reveal with uh, Hakoda being back in the picture and like, I'll never say goodbye again, dad. And like 24 hours later, uh, they're splitting up. Almost not quite yet. They will split up in the yeah. next paragraph. Sorry, I am. But that's okay. Jumping ahead of my notes here, so let's uh, carry let's on. Jump in. Yeah, Azula tells Zuko she's there to celebrate becoming an only child. How how 
Zuzula of her and nearly blasts him off the temple with firebending. Zuko attempts to use a crumbling pillar to try and jump onto her airship, but misses, hitting the side of the ship and falling into the misty abyss below. Appa refuses to enter the tunnel with the others as the temple crumbles around them. Despite Katara's initial refusal to the idea, it is decided they will need to split up. Sokka, Aang, Katara, Toph, Suki, Zuko, and Appa and Momo will fly away from the temple while everybody else escapes through the tunnel to their newly acquired Fire Nation airship. Aang and the others barely manage to evade attacks by Fire Nation soldiers as they fly away and see Zuko rise out of the mist on another ship. He jumps onto Azula's ship and they begin to battle. Zuko and Azula seem evenly matched, but their close range firebending causes a large explosion that blasts them both off the ship. Aang guides Appa downward and Katara pulls Zuko into the saddle, saving him. Azula, on the other hand, uses her firebending to propel herself toward the cliffside and slides to a stop using her hairpin. Yes, 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 yes. So the gang separates and Hakuda said, Hakuda said bye after 24 hours? What? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I mean, this is a little bit of an unforeseen thing, I guess, with Azula showing up. Um, it is, it, it does kind of lessen it, although at least they bring Suki along with them. So it's not like it's all for naught. There's for sure. one person that comes with, but uh, yeah. that might've just been Sokka's selfishness and we'll get to more of that later. Yeah. Um, it is a little weird, but at the same time, I think that this is a good point. Like, guys, we can't stay here. Um, it's obviously crumbling. I'm shocked that they didn't say, let's meet at X um, after this is over, because they obviously all couldn't fit in one or two things. And in fairness, had they not left on Oppa when they did, and they all went to this airship and left Zuko, yep. um, they would have seen the airship, the, the, the Fire Nation, and probably just gone after it, even though they all would have fit. So they did have to split up in that sense. Mm. Um, now we're seeing uh, Azula here. And, you know, we knew that she was going to like that, that the cracks were forming after what happened at the very end of the last episode, that betrayal. Oh yeah. I don't think anybody suspected that she'd kind of slipped this much this fast, but I guess it's kind of, it, it makes sense. You know, everything will be accelerated because she's such a powerful bender and, had spent so much of her life pretty much getting away with whatever she wanted and never facing any consequences that for the first time it's going to be blown up, you know, as opposed to what would be the case with most people. Um, And even her, like, I'm here to celebrate being an only child. Like she's going all in and that's not, you know, it is like her to be that menacing and nasty and evil, but it's also a little over the top for someone like Azula usually. Yeah. Um, so we can see that she's kind of. Yeah. The, the tone of voice uh, is also different. It, it's higher. It, it's more. It, it, you, you sense she's not in control as much. Uh, and she's like lashing out. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like her influence and power is slipping away and she can't help it. Uh, and somehow the one thing she can control always has been Zuko or maybe not control as much as manipulate and sort of, you know. Uh, harass or fear. Uh, so she, she 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 needs this. She needs to harm Zuko for her yeah. sanity. It, it, it's really a twisted way of thinking. 
Um, but what a fight these two have, Azula and Zuko. Yes. I mean, this is the Very, full yeah. on attack. Uh, both, you know, peak vendors at their own uh, unique level. Um, you know, at one point they're trading bends and uh, they, they collide. I mean, they have this moment of like, oh my God, who is stronger? And it, it was like, uh, I don't know, that when, you ever see when Thor's hammer collided with Captain America's shield? Yes. And that's what it like felt that. like. It's like, God, yeah. the forces of the universe. It was... Uh, it was Neo and uh, Mr. Smith's <laughs> moment where their yeah. fists collided, for yeah. sure. Um, and then Azula, we, you know, it was so strong that she's falling. Uh, I mean, that, that the fact that she had to take a moment to catch herself. Uh, someone who has, mm-hmm. you know, a rocket man, uh, Iron Man type, uh, you know, ability to fly, that, that it took her that long and that she needed the help of the wall. It really shows that uh, even someone who can r- propel themselves still needs a little help every now and then. I wonder uh, if there's a theory about whether or not she for a moment considered just mm. letting go. Mm. Um, and then at the last minute was like, no, I'm not gonna let my end come at the hands of my little brother that I came here to shame and beat on. I can, um, uh, I mean, we see that her mind's slipping, but her abilities, you know, they are a little more evenly matched than normal. Um, and that might be a, a huge hint there, but mm. she still definitely has the ability to not only propel herself with her like fire boots, mm. but, uh, Use a freaking hairpin in the in in, in a rock cliff yeah. to stop her fall, which is pretty dang impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't care how crazy she might be. Oh no, it is uh, impressive all the way. Elsewhere, the team camps out near an uninhabited beach where Aang comments to everyone how it feels just like old times again. Zuko cracks a joke about how he could chase Aang around and try to capture him if he really wants it to feel like old times, to which everyone laughs except Katara. Sokka proposes a toast to Zuko for saving them from Azula, and everyone except Katara cheers. Thankful, Zuko says he does not deserve this treatment, to which Katara agrees and angrily storms off to the beach. Zuko follows her, wondering what her reasons are for her cold reception toward him. Zuko tries to talk to her, saying, it's not fair. She doesn't trust him when everyone else does. Katari yells at him, saying that she was the first one to trust him in Ba Sing Se, but he betrayed that trust. Zuko asks what he can do to make it up to her. She angrily tells him either to reconquer Ba Sing Se in the name of the Earth King or bring <laughs> her mother back. She walks off to her tent, leaving Zuko alone. Oh, Katara. Those are totally reasonable and easy tasks. Yeah. Take your pick. Um, let me make it up to you. Oh, you're gonna bring my mom. I mean, come on. This, this is uh, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. It's it's a little, you know. I get it that that we're we're getting to this point here eventually, um, and maybe we needed the previous two episodes to establish the trust between Zuko and Sokka for the scene that's about to come. But it always bugged me that. Literally the episode after Zuko with Sokka returned their father to them and then went out of his way to save her and 
let them all escape while he went after Azula by himself and all they had to do is pick him up and fly away. I, I, I get it. You're still angry about everything else and it's it's unsettling and, and it's been there for a while and it's just been building. And I'm sure having to leave, you know, separate from your dad again is bringing up these feelings, but it's a little un... I, I, I guess just kind of out of character for her. Yeah. Maybe if they'd done these episodes in a different order... We could see her being this pissed off, yeah. but like he just risked his life with Sokka yeah. to help rescue your dad. Like, I understand that your mom's dead, but he just brought you your father back and you're so, still guilting him this way. It's just kind of nuts to me. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that was an interesting thought of uh, having it in re- like, let's say we did Southern Raiders before the prison, uh, uh, Boiling Rock, then, uh, this, the, the Katara part would make more sense. Of course, we would not have Suki here, so it would be a different uh, right. dynamic. Uh, I mean, I don't know. She's just being a moody teenager. Yeah. And, and I think the fact that they just had to up and leave where they went and had to split up from their dad again. And in fairness, it is because of Azula. And there's a very good chance that Azula's there because of their encounter at the prison. Mm. It's understandable for her to be upset, but I guess just being this cold and not even acknowledging that he helped reunite them with their dad, even if it was short term, seems a little weird to me. I don't know. Yeah. But I have never lost a parent, so I have no idea. No, that's for sure. Uh, Zuko, I mean, he's also a little... uh... Impatient. I don't know. It's like, why won't you like me? It's like, why why, why are you asking? Just just, uh, give it some time. Well, he has. That's, I think, the other thing is like... Has it? I I think he's basically trying to say like, how do you still not trust me? I just saved your dad. Mm. (laughs) Like, come on. But there's a reason. And it's, it's it's a... Don't get me wrong. This episode is fantastic. And it's completely justifiable for, for Katara to feel the way she feels. And it's certainly about this monster um, that we'll meet soon. But uh, yeah, I guess it's just like at least an acknowledgement that Zuko just risked his life to save your dad on top of all this guilt would be nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, it would. Uh, but okay, it's bedtime now. Sokka is in his tent, lavishly decorated with candles and roses, expecting Suki to visit him for a romantic night. However, he's embarrassed to see Zuko enter instead. Zuko asks Sokka to tell him about the death of his mother, as he thinks Katara might be taking that anger out on him. Sokka informs Zuko about the Fire Nation raid on their village when he and Katara were just kids. Although the attack was short and the invaders soon retreated, once it was over, they discovered that their mother had been killed. Zuko asks Sokka if he can identify any specific details about the soldiers who raided their village. And Sokka remembers the lead ship had flags bearing sea ravens, which Zuko recognizes as a symbol of the Southern Raiders. He thanks Sokka, only to be pushed impatiently out of the tent. (laughs) Yes. So we got some fun laughs here. A little bit of lightheartedness. So much um, needed. Normally we get it at the beginning and end. It's nice to have mm-hmm. it in the middle. Well, again, yeah. it used to be more common. Uh, well, this tent business, if Sokka was expecting Suki, we know what they were getting up to. Hey, yeah, the whole rose petals laid out. I mean, this was very bow wow, wow. Yes, it was. Um, so I can only imagine. 
I mean, Zuko's face is really funny when he walks yeah. into the tent, obviously. Of course. Um, and he sees Suki initially, and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing, nothing, just, just walking around, um, which is very funny. Okay, so I want to talk about this description here and the Avatar wiki. And yes, we've been using it for every episode recap we've done, and we've had to kind of rewrite it a little bit. Um, but they've done this a few times, and it's kind of agitating, like, I had to go back and check in the episode to make sure, but in the description, it says um, Sokka informed Zuko about the Fire Nation raid on their village when Katara was only eight and he was nine. Mm. And I'm thinking at no point, or it, it said like six years earlier when he, like at no point did he say when it took place, like yeah. specific years, how old they are now or how old they were there then. Um, and it's really frustrating because a lot of people read the avatar wiki and don't realize that kind of anybody can edit it and stuff and and will take that true. as canon mm. and we'll say well these characters are this age and this age and there may be clues to suggest that's the age they're around but to just definitively say that when it's you know maybe something in a comic book or graphic novel later on acknowledged it mm. which is fine but in this episode yeah it's not fair to just make up facts that the writers didn't include that's not cool Certainly. um and uh, we have no idea how old they were. And by the way, if they were eight and nine, I guess, I don't know. It just doesn't seem, I mean, then they're way older than we'd think they are. And she's actually older than Zuko by like a few years, according to the other logic in this. So if they're eight um, and nine, how, how old is Zuko at this point? Um, like no nine-year-old. You have no idea. Yeah, but taking... according to the wiki, he's oh, 14 shit. And Azula's, or no, he's 16. I'm sorry, and Azula's 14 or something. Mm. I don't know. It's never actually, again, the only character, I will say this again, and we've said it before, the only character in this show who who specifically denotes his age, even though it's it's been 100, it was Aang. He was mm. 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And they say, because they say, we normally announce this when you're 16, you're only 12. Like, there is actual commentary and dialogue in the series to back this up and then we know that he's been in the iceberg for a hundred years so he's technically either 12 or 112 depending on how you're looking at it but that's it he's the only person who said how old he is yeah i believe certainly of the main characters everybody else's speculation we know that zuko's a teenager we know that i believe Sokka's katara's older brother and we know that zuko is azula's younger brother or older brother i mean and that's all Everything else is speculation. So, Wiki, you can at least say it's suggested or it might be that or we think that they are, but you can't just say when Katara was eight and when Sokka was nine because that's not fair yeah. to the fans. Why, for, why are you inserting like, numbers now? Like, why, why the writers insert even? Yeah. numbers at the beginning at episode one? Don't tell me. It's not like every time yeah. someone's name is mentioned, I need to be reminded of their age. Yeah, uh, it's just like, dude, I, I don't know. It's like, they were kids. That's all that matters is they were kids. Um, and also, if it was only six years ago, then for Sokka to say, it's been so long, I don't even remember my mother's face. I only see Katara <laughs> is really messed up, yeah. Sokka. It's only six years. Yeah. Come on. It's been a long six years. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's a lot of it's just very uh, screwy. Screwy, Louie. Uh, you know, another speaking of Scurry Louie, you, you hinted, you reminded me earlier, you pointed out the uh, 
tent scene here happens under a full moon. Oh, yeah. And uh, we all know who is the moon spirit. It is, of course, UA. Uh, do you think UA was watching? And if so, do you think Sokka intended that to be the case? I wonder. Okay, so the reason that we know, I think we see the full moon, but if not, we see certainly like the next day or two, there's a full moon and full moons typically last three nights. Absolutely. Um, even though it doesn't always look entirely full, the full moon is in the sky for three nights in a row. And so you'd think, depending on how long this mission is, since they're, since they're riding around on Appa, they can go pretty quick. Um, but theoretically, since she's using the full moon powers later on, we could suspect that it's, if not a full moon, certainly close to it tonight. And Suki doesn't go into the tent, but he was intending for her to. And with a full moon in the sky, either Sokka was being super inconsiderate and trying to get busy with Yue there watching, or it's even more twisted. And he was hoping Yue would just like enjoy the. I don't know. The whole thing's very disturbing and unsettling. I like um, to think uh, he was trying just to wait bring Yue no into the whole Suki tent affair. Oh, uh, Sokka. Because. He is uh, of that age, which uh, we don't know what age it is, okay? <laughs> but he's of it. Um, <laughs> of some adolescent age, yes. Yes, yes, indeed. So, uh, well, whatever may be Sokka's intent, uh, we find that it is uh, the Southern Raiders that took the uh, mother, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And a uh, really nice flashback there. <clears throat> yes, we see adorable... So baby Katara and Sokka. It's adorable yeah. for a second, and then we don't. Yeah. And then it's just horrible. It's, it's Muppet Babies, and then it's Schindler's List. You know, in the yes. blink of an eye. <laughs> Very <laughs> quick. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so, uh, well, let's bring it back to the present. We have Zuko, who waits all night outside Katara's tent. When she comes out, she irritatedly asks him what he wants. He tells her that he knows who killed her mother and can help her find him. When both of them approach Aang to borrow Appa, the Avatar sarcastically asks if it's Katara's turn to take a field trip with Zuko, uh, to which Katara snarkily answers, yes. When she tells him her intentions, Aang tries to dissuade her from going, saying revenge is never the answer, and saying she sounds like Jet. Katara refuses to listen and points out that Jet had attacked innocent people. When Sokka agrees with Aang, Katara says that he didn't love their mother like her. Aang tries to convince Katara to choose forgiveness rather than vengeance, only for her to say that forgiveness for the man who killed her mother is an impossibility. Later that night, Katara and Zuko prepare to take Appa without Aang's consent. However, Aang catches them in the act and confronts them. Ultimately, Aang allows them to take Appa, believing it is a journey Katara needs to take, but he pleads with her to choose forgiveness rather than revenge. Katara thanks him for understanding and they depart. Sokka compliments Aang for his wisdom before comically asking him if he can borrow Momo for a week <laughs> for no apparent reason. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's so, a good thing we got Sokka here. Yes, yes, it is. Um, <sighs> so let's do it. Uh, Katara's turn for a field trip with Zuko. Yeah. Now, okay, so maybe the full moon wasn't going on because I forget it's like a full day 
mm. after this night of him talking to Sokka that they even leave on Appa. And who knows how long they took, but even if it just took them a day or two, the yeah. full moon might be wrapping it up. Interesting. Um, but you know what? You I I you gotta love Aang ultimately realizing that you know she has to take this trip and i just hope that you choose to do the right thing when yeah. the time comes there's all this talk of doing the right thing and then you know for the value of forgiveness uh Katara's out for revenge and she's saying whatever it takes to get the appa and uh get her revenge on i mean how about that comment she says or she has for Sokka that obviously you didn't love her as the way i did Harsh. I mean, oh my God! Talk about below the belt, mm. and 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 he just kind of lets it roll off off his back because he realizes that she's in a pretty emotional state right now. But that's cruel. Yeah, without mm. a doubt. Yeah, Katara. absolutely. Um, now, last episode, and actually the episode before, when we were talking about the boiling rock, you were asking me, or I was complaining. It's a little fillery. It's not part of the main arc. And uh, you asked me, is the Southern Raiders, the episode we're talking about now, also too fillery because it's not part of the main arc? And I, having seen it now, <laughs> um, first off, it's not a two-parter, okay? They, if they had taken a second episode on uh, Katara's field trip with Zuko, mm -hmm. forget it. Uh, which very easily could have been done. Like, like, don't get me wrong. This was a journey, an adventure that, that could have had its own comic. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I also want to add that Katara needed to get along with Zuko uh, much more than Hakoda and or Suki needed to be broken out of the boiling rock. Uh, I, I think it's very important to the uh, dynamic here. What, what do you yeah. think about that? Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think that, yes, I agree that this is kind of a filler. The only reason why it would, why it'd be considered not one. It's a great um, filler. By the way, yeah. What? Not, oh. not to. I mean, this, no. This nothing wrong with fillers. Better but, than some of the best um, canon episodes of other shows. Yeah. Okay. Of course, but uh, just just in terms of like the mythology aspect of it and the story mo movement, um, it was a little fillery. The, the the last one was a lot more fillery because it was like kind of Sans Team Avatar, and it was just Sokka and Zuko, and they were in this prison doing all this, and while the same can be said for Zuko and Katara, as you stated before the episode. This doesn't actually start until like the 12th minute of the episode that they exactly. leave together. Yeah. You know, you're already more than halfway through. These are 21 minute episodes. Right. So, um, so whereas and, this uh, one it was half the episode for the adventure, the right. other one was two entire episodes. It was four times yes. as long of a field trip with uh, Sokka. The other thing this episode does is it reinforces Azula's slipping mental state very true and it establishes the separation of team avatar now with suki and literally everyone else that's hiding mm -hmm. out of the temple so it does kind of regroup just the team avatar together and everybody else is off to the side um and doing their own thing but so i guess in terms of like moving the story forward if you consider filler episodes to be pure standalones that don't really matter in terms of the big picture of the episodes themselves mm -hmm. or the season um it doesn't necessarily fall under that category but this journey of of katara kind of getting this closure that she needs is absolutely 100 yeah 
totally. Uh, this episode also, like, like, whereas the other one, the whole episode, like, like, I, I felt Aang was cut out of the whole Boiling Rock two-parter. Mm-hmm. And I know he was training or, you know, whatever, but uh, this one, not only is he, like, physically there, and in fact, the first half of the episode involves him very much, mm-hmm. uh, for the remainder of the episode, even though he is uh, maybe not seen as much, uh, his wisdom he's the yeah the wisdom he's the voice in the back of katara's head preaching forgiveness uh yes. and level-headedness and you you feel that even though uh you may not be seeing it on screen it's uh, absolutely you can yeah. see him or like you're, you're right you could feel him in the background in that final in in that near final scene of this episode and we'll get to it mm. you could feel him kind of omnisciently watching and katara realizing like what would Aang think of what I may or may not do right now. Yeah. And you're right. Um, and it's also great because it shows not just what Aang brings to the table as the avatar physically, but kind of how his wisdom and how his his perspective on things is finally starting to sink in with not finally, but but how it how it's you know used and 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 absorbed by those around him and and how they benefit from it. Mm-hmm. He's using uh, the wisdom to bring balance. I mean, not not, not just to uh, not just military balance, but mm-hmm. certainly spiritual balance here as well. The uh, last thing I'll say about why this uh, Katara field trip is way better than the Sokka one. Um, the Sokka one, man, it just I, I said it already, but it's, it just felt convenient. Like, oh, what's the plan? Oh, we'll get the warden. Oh, we can get the warden. Oh, we. Uh, Oh, we, we made it past the gondola. How do we get out here? Oh, there's a sh- you know ship. Whereas here, while it was very easily, at least Zuko knowing from his background in the navy that the information would be stored here or there. As we'll they see. do, they they do absolutely a lot more legwork here. Oh yeah. Um, just the fact that they have to travel to this one location to figure out where they are, and then they get there, and then they have to travel. Like yes, there's a lot of of uh, investigative steps to get to them. And it's not just, oh, well, let's hope this all works out. Here we go. Yeah, right. right. So uh, let's investigate the steps. Uh, Katara and Zuko journey on Appa to a coordination station for the entire <laughs> fire Navy. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? I don't, I don't know what's, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so they uh, travel to the fire nation station coordination station <laughs> coordination <laughs> coordination station is the name of the episode uh just elation yes. elation uh celebration. absolutely it's Sorry. a celebration they uh the infiltration of the fire <laughs> nation coordination station uh okay uh, they infiltrate the base and discover that the southern raiders are currently stationed at whale tail island on the way there, Katara recalls her personal experiences when she lost her mother. Upon spotting the black snowfall, young Katara went to look for her mother, Kaya, at their home and found her being questioned by a Fire Nation soldier. She was told by her mother to go outside and find her father. The Fire Nation soldier glares at Katara, yelling at her to go out. Her mother confront- comforts her, telling her everything will be all right. Katara runs out to get Hakoda, but by the time they return, the Fire Nation soldier was dis- has disappeared and Kaya has been killed. Zuko comments that Kaya was a very brave woman. Katara holds her mother's necklace and agrees. Ooh. All right, real quick again, and I'm sorry I didn't edit this before I sent it to you, but 
this is more speculation by whoever wrote this on Avatar Wiki. They do not, in this flashback, see the Fire Nation soldier has disappeared and that Kaya has been killed. It literally fades to white. We're meant to assume that, but that is not what's shown in the episode. We just know that like by the time we got back, it was too late and that's all we see. So stop putting facts into these recaps that aren't in the episode, people. Please, for the love of ATLA-ness. Absolutely. So uh, back to the <laughs> infiltration of the Fire Nation coordination station. <laughs> Amen. Um, we, what did I want to say? Whaletail Island, where, where we heard that before. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Is that where they almost ended up? When they had to remind me where we've heard Whale Tail before, I believe Whale Tail Island was a. It was like near where they were setting up. No, that was half. That was Full Moon Bay, or what? Did it have to do with where they were meeting up with? Um, I'm like looking in, it up. Their attack on the Fire Nation. Yeah, I should have for the Day of Black Sun. I don't yes. recall. Uh, so it is. Oh, the flashback though. Yeah. Um. This is more just like extra, you know, like legwork that we didn't really see in the last episode that you're talking about. They mm -hmm. go to this place to figure out where to find the Southern Raiders, even, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just like, oh, let's go check here. This is where we'll find the Southern Raiders. Yeah. Um, they literally go to find the info on, on these guys. Um, seeing this flashback is just tragic. The Fire Nation, you know, just seeing her trauma, meeting this guy and the glaring eye he gives her. Oh, yeah. Um, did you find it? I, I found it. So I, I right. just started to interrupt. No, because we, we, we are going to get to this flashback. Whaletail Island is where they told Aang a Appa was. In Appa's Lost Days, they said some rich merchant out on mm. Whaletail Island had gotten it to, for a zoo or menagerie. And that uh, it was all it was where Aang was sent on a wild goose chase. But yeah. did not end up. The Lake Lao Guy episode. Right. The Daily uh, just, just ruining everything. Um, cool. glad, glad I looked that up because uh, it was a, uh, yeah. But here it is not a wild goose chase. I mean, hey, no. It, it, and then I love that this beautiful flashback. It's the uh, second half of the Sokka flashback. It's almost like the audience is seeing uh, a bigger picture than than maybe uh, Katara or Sokka has seen. Like, like maybe they've never yeah. spoken to each other. So uh, it, it's just to get the full picture here. And uh, you are correct. They do not explicitly show the mom dying. It's, <laughs> it's a strong uh, inference or, or uh, implication, but yeah, uh, of her taking at the very least, if she is, uh, you know, it's really, uh, it's really tragic. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it's really sad, and and you see this last you know back and forth that Katara ever has with her mom and her mom's just reassuring her knowing things aren't going to be okay and saying it's all going to be okay go find your dad I'll take I'll deal with this guy um, and when you're a kid obviously your parents are everything and you just believe everything they say and they're gonna be fine and take care of it if they say they're going to take care of it and it just must have been such a traumatic earth you know world shattering moment for her and it's uh yeah it's sad it's defined her life until she met Aang. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, the line she uses is "I'm not that helpless little girl." They when they came, like, and, mm -hmm. and you see her uh, just 
filled with rage. Again, this is not the Katara we're used to. We have to keep reminding the audience the, 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 the rage that she's out for vengeance and uh, just full of the bending strength uh, from the moon, uh, in addition to all of her uh, hard work and training. So uh, yeah. she is very much the opposite of the little girl she was in the flashback. Oh, yes. And we're about to see that in a big way. All right. Later, Zuko spots the Southern Raider ship. In a swift and powerful display of waterbending, enhanced by the full moon, Katara sends most of the crew overboard with a massive wave. The two proceed to the main control room to capture the ship's captain, whom Katara quickly subdues with bloodbending, so Zuko can interrogate him. After realizing by appearance that he is not the man who killed her mother, the two learn that the Raiders' last commanding officer, Yan Ra, retired four years earlier and is living with his ill-tempered mother. <laughs> Plot twist. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, they don't say this to him, that he's living with his mom, but I'm, they must have said something because they do end up finding him. Yes. Um, but this is another one where, yeah, like you had just said, it's, it's a full moon and, and she is really just not holding back here she takes these guys out i mean look we don't know if these guys are all excellent swimmers we assume they are and that they're not that far from the ship mm. and they'd likely get back on it but for all intents and purposes mm. she could have just as easily have killed these guys if they all just end oh, yeah. up drowning in the water um going after this captain and then when she gets in there she doesn't hesitate she goes right to bloodbending i mean it's crazy instantly um, you've never seen her uh, attack so quickly yeah. and aggressively it literally took the threat of Sokka and Aang going at each other with a knife, like against their will, potentially killing one another for Katara to force herself to bloodbend. And here it's just pure rage. Um, I also want to point out when she is bloodbending the captain, it's during uh, a medium drizzle. Like, like there's a constant presence of water in the air and you just feel it fueling the rage, strengthening her. Uh, Anakin channeling the dark side of the force. It, it is yeah. just all evident. Uh, e even after she's realized uh, that it's not the captain, I think she holds on to it a little bit longer. Oh, absolutely. Um, they're also out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Um, and we see Zuko, by the way, in this moment, glance over with like almost horror, yeah. noticing this ability that he didn't realize she had. Um, but then just as quickly getting over it and backing her up. And I wonder if in the back of his mind, he's kind of thinking like, all right, I really got to get Katara's trust back now because if she can do this and she does turn on me in any way, well, there is no chance for me. Yeah, we knew it. Zuko knew it. And uh, if he didn't know it before, he certainly knows it now. Yep. Uh, so uh, Yanra is sent by his grumpy mother to get fresh tomato carrots from the marketplace. <laughs> On his way back from the market, it begins to rain. Certain that he is being followed, Yan Ross swivels around and shoots a blast of fire at a nearby tree, resulting in an unsuccessful attempt to uncover the suspects. He continues on his way, only to be ambushed and subdued by Zuko. Katara approaches and threatens him demanding he recognize her face. After a slight contemplation of the young waterbender, Yan Ra suddenly realizes her identity and recalls the events of that fateful day. Oof. 
Okay, let's just start from the top here. Yes. This is a little hilarious and also tragically uh, sad and pathetic. This guy is not just like some middle-aged or even like young guy stuck living with his mom or like a middle-aged guy who's taking care of his elderly mom. This guy has been retired for four years and he's uh, still living with his mom cool. who's like ordering him around. First of all, good for his mom that she's made it this long. Who knows how old she is, but also sure. like, dude, that's like, you're both like, these are two old retired people. One recently retired with his, it's just crazy to me. Like you were a retired a, adult, a captain, not that long with their mom. <laughs> yeah. You were taking all kinds of, you're committing all kinds of atrocities and war crimes. Not that long ago. You don't have any stamina left. Like, uh, well, yeah. And also, yeah. You like, you'd think somebody who was that, you know, that high ranking for that long, um good, uh, compensation right <laughs> i mean fire. they don't even give you like they don't they don't do anything for for fire nation you know he successful wiped military. out the last southern water tribe water exactly. vendors supposedly. You know, doesn't that get you a medal and a bonus or something <laughs> i wonder if there's something to be said like maybe he had um done this and then when they realized that katara was alive or that there was another young waterbender out there they were just like well you failed so or taking away your house. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. His, uh... And it's not like this guy resigned in disgrace or anything. I mean, he just retired yeah. at the end of his run. It's yeah, it's nuts. He's living with his, I guess it's just hard. You, it's a hard knock would, life in the fire nation. You would think this would be a, an attractive, uh, you know, bachelor or, you know, uh, older bachelor, but uh, yeah. certainly there's older single women out there. And uh, why not? Or, yeah. He had a crisis of faith and he realized, oh my God, what have I done? And that's why he retired. Who knows? Even then, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just, yeah, so it just doesn't, it's a little, uh, you know, to be, to see him uh, uh, at the verge of killing Kaya may have actually done it to uh, just being this uh, whipping boy uh, uh-huh. of his mom. It's just such a, sad thing but you know what it's uh, definitely deserved I, I don't feel too bad for him yeah it also shows you know i thought it's, it's a great example of somebody who when you have power available to you mm. can be easily corrupted and manipulated and will use it to hurt anybody you can and then as soon as you no longer have that power or authority the real you is just this kind of sniveling pathetic excuse of a person yeah which can be said for a lot of current congressmen um with the, with the, uh, one day we're gonna have it up where I we know. don't compare it to current events right is, uh, one of these days one of these days uh not today Jan ra has uh, his recollection of that day uh to tell so a source had told him of the existence of one waterbender in the southern water tribe prompting the commander of the unit to commence an expedition to eliminate the remaining bender. Wishing to save her daughter, Kaya lied to Yanra by claiming herself to be the last waterbender. Upon hearing this and accepting her claim instead of taking her prisoner, he chose to kill her? Question mark? We don't know. Enraged, Katara reveals that she, not Kaya, was the last southern waterbender proving this statement by bending the droplets of rain and forming them into icicles, which she proceeds to launch at Yan-Ra. 
However, she stops the assault at the last second and releases her control over the icicles, which turn to water. Terrified, Rianra pleads for his life, even offering his own mother to uh, even the situation, which is a joke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Katara tells him she always wondered what kind of man could do such a terrible thing, but understands now that she sees him. She calls him a weak, pathetic, and empty human being whom she cannot bring herself to kill for revenge. Katara and Zuko depart, leaving Yanra sobbing in the rain. Wow. Um, Let's start with the flashback. Yes. Okay. Um, we recently posted a, a realization. Um, he says, okay, first of all, again, he doesn't choose. He basically states we're not taking any prisoners today. Mm -hmm. um, and he says that a source informed him that there is one waterbender from the Southern Water Tribe still alive. Now, the whole time you watch this episode and for years after having seen the series ad nauseum, you know, I'd always just kind of assumed that somehow somebody let him know about Katara. Um, mm. But then I'm thinking like, okay, who's this source? Is there somebody in this tribe? Clearly this water tribe isn't like going around a lot. I can't see any of them telling. And then you realize, okay, his source has nothing to do with this tribe or, or anything like right. that, but it's likely whoever at the Fire Nation prison informed everybody that Hama had broken out and escaped. Mm. Um, she's from the Southern Water Tribe. For all we know, or for all they know, that's where she returned. They didn't know that she would just change her identity and live in the Fire Nation. Yeah. Um, so it would be reasonable to suspect if she's from the Southern Water Tribe, she might try to return there. And I think now that's actually the reason that these guys were there and had nothing to do with Katara. Um, and if that's the case, not only did Haman not save any of the other waterbenders in that prison when she left, but she also resulted in the deaths of many more, including Katara's mom. Sad. Uh, yeah, it's hard, hard to say if they were looking for Hama. Uh, it would make sense. It certainly does. I, uh, well, especially since they're not taking prisoners and she escaped from a prison, that could be right. clearly I, I, why. I, I just, I, I gotta think he killed her. That that line, I'm not taking prisoners today. Oh, he uh, definitely killed her. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's that's up in the air. Got it. Um, uh, yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Now, uh, you know, Kaya claims to be the last waterbender. Did Kaya know Katara was a bender? At what age does a bender begin to show uh, feats of bending? Or the That's you good know, question, right? Which leads me to another question about uh, bending development. Was Kaya a waterbender? Yeah, and also, or... uh, is bending a dominant uh, gene, so to speak? It, like, even if the last ben living bender was wiped out in this uh, Southern Water Tribe, uh, certainly the offspring of a non-bender could produce a bender, in my understanding of bending genealogy. I guess you'd have, you'd just have to know if there was any bending in the bloodline and maybe it doesn't get, you know, realized in everyone, but, but, but to many it does. Um, but yeah, it's not that clear. We do know that it would seem Toph's parents aren't benders, but she's a bender. Um, as far as we can tell, Sokka and Katara's parents weren't benders, but Katara's a bender. Um, we also know from Korra that you can have benders as parents and 
they can have kids who aren't benders. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Boomy. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It's a good question. It's a very big detail that I'm sure they've covered and is like known in the show Bible and, and elsewhere, but, uh, yeah, good question. Good question. Indeed. Uh, last thing I I'm going to say about this flashback before we come to the present is, uh, this flashback was like a short in three parts. You, you, you get part one with Sokka, your, uh, <laughs> to, to you, Star Wars. I mean, you, you, you're getting your new hope. Uh, you're getting the uh, I don't know, origin of this whole Sokka warrior. Then when Katara is in uh, Empire, so to speak, the second part, you get the, uh, I don't know, the, the extra sadness at the end there. Uh, well, no, this doesn't work with Star Wars. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, I don't think uh, anyone's mom has uh, been murdered in, the, in Return uh, of the Jedi. Well, well, their dad is, but that's after he's become good. It's a little Well, different. all right. Nonetheless, it's a beautifully executed three-part uh, story yeah. here. Uh, revealed one act at a time from different... One perspective at a time, yeah. Yeah. So so you as the audience can only get it, uh, the full picture now. It's, it's really a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. Much like the beauty present now of Katara's bending. Uh, this, I mean, to create a bubble in the rain uh, would be useful during COVID times. And uh, just, yeah. just shatters a bubble and creates, and like a bubble like that could house a house. Uh, like an igloo, yeah. basically creates an igloo around them. An igloo mansion. And uh, yeah. in midair creates just hundreds of daggers of ice like right at Jan Ra's throat. Oh yeah. And last second restraint. Unreal. Um, and again, I think there's a moment where Zuko kind of looks over and then looks back and is just like, oh my, there's, there's a couple times where I think everyone's just, wow, she is such a powerful waterbender. Um, but here, absolutely. I mean, not only does she create these icicles, but she launches them and stops them about a centimeter from his face. I mean, it is like terrifying. Um, it's really powerful. It really it's is. good. And then the restraint is very good. You know, not only does she show the restraint, but she doesn't really forgive him. I mean, I guess she does, but she's just more kind of shaming him and making him like, she knows what? that he's going to live with this mm -hmm. horrible guilt and shame for however long he has left anyway. And right now he's living a horrible life with his mom. Why? If anything, I think killing him would be a mercy. <laughs> yeah, from from it, how it, it seems. Would so. I mean he? he this this is very funny moment that we don't have time to laugh at because of all the tension here. Where he's like, "Oh, please, you know, eye for an eye, take my mom." It's like, please take my wife. It, it, yeah, like, I was just gonna say it's it's like <laughs> the stand up, the old. Uh, uh, but but no, he would actually find. I mean, that would be the best thing ever she could do for him. Uh, it yeah. was so funny. Uh, Yanra, I mean, you see, left sobbing there. Uh, he admits that Katara deserves revenge. Uh, it, I, I think that was the moment where uh, Katara decided not to kill him, or at least seriously injure mm -hmm. him, whatever she may have done. I, I think that you're right, that, that there's some element of, like she didn't respect him enough to give him a warrior's death, so to speak. Yeah. Um, like you are just a sniveling weasel, a pathetic excuse for a person, just horribly evil and cruel. And without your ranking, you are nothing. Mm. And I'm not going to waste my 
You know, like I've never killed, like she's never killed anybody before. That's not something you could really come back from. And if you have to do it, this isn't the guy to do it mm-hmm. too. Um, so you respect it. And, and yeah, it's, it's this guy's left sobbing in the rain at his own horribleness. Yeah. It, to be fair to Yanra, his mother's horrible. I mean, she, she, she's really just such a sure. entitled, like, cliche of the worst mother ever. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome. That's, I mean, that, that, but isn't that what he deserves? Yeah, I guess he does. Uh, it's weird. I almost feel sorry for him, but no, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> I also wonder if, if she's always been like this, and maybe he was thinking mm. in the back of his head, like, why are you so mad? I would love it if somebody killed my mom. Uh, because of his whole right? experience uh, with this woman or maybe uh, i'm just going off yeah uh, i don't know but interesting thought there well later katara waits on a dock on ember island for the rest of the group to arrive on appa ang approaches telling katara he's proud of her for choosing the right thing by forgiving katara explains that while she can never forgive yanra for what he did she's willing to forgive zuko and they share a hug before she leaves for the camp. She's willing to forgive. Uh, <clears throat> Zuko tells Aang that he was right about what Katara needed, and Aang reaffirms that violence is never the answer. Zuko turns to the Avatar and asks, Well, what are you going to do when you face Ozai? Causing the young airbender to look away with uncertainty. Yes! Oh, Bringing it finally. back to the final arc here. Yes. Um, it, it is a wonderful way to kind of wrap this up and bring us back into like, okay, here we go, guys. This is what we need. Um, we're not quite done with the fun episodes yet. There's a wonderful one coming up, but it is important that this happens. I'm also wondering, like, was the other, like the rest of the group was arriving on Appa without Katara? I don't think that's the case. I think that's another weirdly written oh, line. Yeah. I think that they were just there and yeah, they were. she was off on her own. And it, clearly it was like Zuko informing Aang of what happened and then they came to, to see her. Um, yeah. But it's wonderful that they get this moment and she also has a moment, you know, I'll, I can forgive him, but I'll never forget what he did. Um, I, but, and then she turns to Zuko and says that she can, can you know, forgive yeah. him and gives him a yeah. hug. And uh, it's a great moment. It is a moment that's very much needed because now it's like, okay, there is no more lingering distrust no more lingering mm-hmm. resentment or anything everybody in this group is on board on the same page they all love each other and they're all going to work together now to save the world which is why the katara field trip was needed but the Sokka one could have whatever uh, I've said yeah i mean they needed uh, you know we got suki that's about it indeed we did um, uh I, I did ang ask katara or is this just a note a thought i had um what does he ask katara whether she couldn't do it because she was too weak or too strong. Is this a line I invented? I don't. Okay, then it's a question so. I asked for us now. Ah. It's a, or or maybe he does mention something like, you know, oh, no, no, he says it earlier on, I, you know, yeah. it's easy to do nothing. It's harder to forgive. Okay. Um, that's earlier in the episode, I think. Mm. Um, but Violence it is important for her to forgive this. Mm. I think him to then say violence is never the answer um, is also very strange because he's never been avert. I mean, yes, he, he started off being very reflexive and reactive with his bending, but 
let's not act like Aang hasn't been violent when fighting these people and that he doesn't get violent when he fights Ozai or everyone else. Yep. I think what he meant is like murder is never the answer maybe. Yeah. Um, but violence sure seems to be helpful and effective in terms of fighting these, you know, you're not going to sit there passively while somebody's bending at you or else this would have ended when Zuko first came to the Southern water tribe in the pilot, you know, yeah, in part right. two of the pilot. Um, but it is a, it, it is a good, question to posit you know what are you going to do when no, you face ozai because hey, you can't have this mindset and no, that's a good you're not going to have the comet on your side it's quite the contrary there's a comet on or i'm sorry the eclipse on your side because right. the, the comet's on their side uh it's have uh, to, i don't know figure something out yep. and uh with that we wrap up another episode of avatar the last airbender woohoo Oof, yeah, we do. Uh, final thoughts, closing remarks, anything we might have missed? Um, I think uh, the biggest point for this episode that I took away anyway is the theory about uh, how it was It was likely not that they realized Katara was a waterbender or that there was a new waterbender, but that Hama had escaped and they were looking for her and this was one of the raiding parties doing it back at her home uh, village because maybe she might go back there um, and I think it's also why he said we're not taking prisoners because they know taking her prisoner just means that she'll be able to escape once there's another full moon um, and then we're seeing again that 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 now that this closure has taken place between Katara and Zuko we have our final team avatar set it is Katara, Sokka, Aang, Toph, Zuko, Suki, Momo, Appa. That's everyone. Um, and we're ready to go. It's, it's, the comet is coming. The time has come. We are uh, all in. I, uh, what, what, what's happening with the other half? The, 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 the people that went into the tunnel earlier? Uh, they were taking the airship that they... Okay. Azula's yeah. old airship. Yeah, I, I, I felt like that was... Of course, we have to get the core together, but... Uh, was left a little dangling there so i mean you got to think hakoda yeah you know they've they've managed to steal a fire nation ship after you know book two yeah um they can figure it out well uh for me i mean this episode was all about the katara the, the importance of katara learning to forgive zuko the uh this whole, uh, you know, anger and, and she wants revenge and Aang is preaching uh, forgiveness. Uh, the, the feeling of Aang always on her shoulder gave that, uh, I don't know, like Aang was present in this episode. It, it really was phenomenal, man. And all these, like, like, you know, the fact that we're here that it's like, oh, you, you're just like Jed or Whale Tail Island, all these references that the world has been fully built now. And it's just the, the, the scene is set. Let's let let's eat it. Let's let's dine. Let's enjoy. Uh, absolutely. I right. uh, yeah. And yep. With that, my God, we are almost at the end here, and that wraps up another episode of the Boys in the Iceberg. Woo! Well, be sure to follow the Boys in the Iceberg on Instagram and Twitter, and you could find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Anchor, and pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for listening. Good night. Flamio, Hotman.